Akwaba, welcome to Titular Talks. This is a platform where I, Titular, have conversations with people from different walks of life who share their thoughts and pass their stories thus far. I hope you enjoy. So Adam, obviously you were the only Asian kid in your year or so. Yeah, um, I'd say there was, two, there was two of us, two Asian kids and I'm guessing in the whole of the year. Whole yeah, year. yeah, yeah. So if you're looking at it from an outward point of view, so you see you amongst all these other um, pupils and you were, you know, you're rich and you had, you're wearing all the kind of clothes that, you know, the higher end kind yeah. of scale. So you probably, you were probably labeled as the, you know, the rich Asian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how, how yeah. does that make you feel? Um, I th- well, I think I've built up sort of this character um, sort of from a young age because of that. The fact that I went to a school where there weren't many Asian kids um, and it was predominantly white sort of throughout the year. So I think it was one of those things where I, I just didn't want to be an outcast and a minority in my local um, small groups. So it, I took it to myself to actually build a character where other people might actually sort of take a look at or perhaps stand out even. Um, I didn't want to just be um, a minority in that society. So I think it's subconsciously something that I've built up over the years to actually build a character where in society I'm more accepted than if I would be if I didn't take an interest in fashion, which I'm sure other people do do on first glance. Like the first, what's the saying? You judge someone in the first two seconds of meeting them. Like you probably do a quick head to toe. So all right, this is this person. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then you move on and think, right, I've already pictured what they're like and I don't want them to think I'm just that little small kid. That's, That's nothing. So I, th- I think that's sort of where that's come from. That's interesting. Um, so would you say that would you say that pushed you into doing more fashion things, or would you say that because obviously you could say that because they were doing that, you wanted to show that persona more or so? Yeah, um, I think that persona changed and was malleable for each different group subgroup that I was hanging around with so growing up like in teenage years I, th- I think deep deep down in myself I've always liked fashion right. however I think it's exaggerated even more um, during teenage years when you try and fit into this group or you try and fit into that group and you wear certain clothes to fit in because of that group yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, playing football or going dancing uh, which i'm happy to admit that i did um you might wear what different kind of dancing um so i did everything um i did ballet tap street dance i did i did everything i guess you enjoyed all of that as well didn't you what's that sorry did you enjoy all of that yeah as well? yeah um to be honest with you it was one of those things that from a young age i was quite good at um i got paid to perform oh, wow. on live live stages and stuff so it was one of those things that whatever I did, I did to quite a good level at right. from a young age. Um, so I think it was one of those where I had to fit in. So I've got to get clothes that f- make me fit into each group. And then it just spiraled from there. So are you saying that 
because of the people you're around, you have to fit into their, what their norm would be yeah. or of your, yeah. the perception of you. Um, a, a bit of both. I think at first you want, you want to be accepted into the group. You don't want to be that kid that goes, uh, that, that other people look down on and think, oh, why is he wearing those shoes or why is he wearing like that, that top? And I think subconsciously me seeing that from others, I didn't want that to be me. So sort of from day one, I made sure that I was always dressed appropriately yeah. for each occasion. I think even down to PE when we went to school, um, sort of the cool kids, if they didn't wear the sweatshirt right. and just wore sort of a t-shirt or, or something, um, I sort of just abided by and fitted in but like that. However, as I grew up, I realised that Sack that. That's that's not me. I need to, I need to be myself more. And then, bam! Like I just choose whatever I want to wear from there. Yeah, it's interesting because a lot of eyesight just think, oh, you know, you're this person. That means mm. that, oh, you definitely want to wear this yeah, because yeah. you're this kind of person. Exactly. But then hearing the reality of it is that you only know what somebody shows you. You don't really know how exactly. they're feeling inside. Yeah, that's interesting. So I think um, I think I got to a point. Um, after I left school where I genuinely didn't care about what anyone thought of what I'm wearing. I'm, I'm wearing this because I genuinely like that. I'm wearing these shoes because I like the details of the midsole, etc., etc. And I think that's why I'm proud to, proud to be, um, someone who wears, uh, exactly what they want to wear. So would you say, so I'm guessing, you probably then spent more money than you probably wanted to mm. just to impress oh, people. F- so much, so much money. I think prom alone, which I'm sure you wore, you wore it. Was yeah, it so I, I wore, I wore, a, Gucci, I wore a, Gu- a Gucci pair of loafers, and then this is at 16 years old when kids shouldn't really be. And you're not even working yeah, at this point. I, as well. I was working actually. Working? Yeah, yeah, I was working for the parents' oh, okay, right. uh, takeaway, and I used to get 100 pounds a week from working Friday, Saturdays and not going out with friends or anything. Every Friday, Saturday, mm. this is. And it was all cash in hand. And I'd save up all my money, weeks and weeks and weeks, and then wait for prom and be like, I'm getting that. Oh, <laughs> I want to wear that. Yeah, yeah. So I went I, I went pretty hard during my younger years. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, that's interesting because... <laughs> You think that, oh, no, he's definitely getting money from here and getting yeah, money from yeah, there, yeah. but you actually put your hard work in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, none of it was, when I say none, maybe the birthday gifts, they, sure. they, they maybe went out and sort of put my foot down. I want this. And uh, I will say maybe at times I was a little bit spoiled on birthdays, etc. But a lot of the clothes that you saw growing up, like, I earned for myself. If you can't, earn the cash don't spend it yeah it's one of the, one of those like if, if you can't afford it don't buy the fakes or don't just yeah. don't buy anything so I guess you, yeah yeah is, uh, oh. what, what are your take on fakes in general in horrible terrible bootleg i'm fine I, I completely understand that market but so for those well, how do you define fake and bootleg for those who don't know um well bootlegs sort of doing like a knockoff but changing the brand slightly. So if someone was to do a bootleg of Jun, they'd probably spell it fun <laughs> or something. Right. Do you know what I mean? But in the same logo style. 
So it'd resemble the brand, but not actually be a complete copy of that. Where fakes, they'd try and make a Jun, but not get anywhere near. Yeah, the quality. Sort of quality yeah, yeah. But the thing is, there's so many qualities out there now are getting actually to a really good level that some people actually can't tell the difference to like the a normal person. Um, I think that's where it's sort of crossing a line now. It's scary because there have been cases where celebrities have yeah, yeah. been wearing lots, lots. Yeah, from Cheetah Mill, I think, yeah, and in uh, Manchester. Think, um, Chris Brown was mm. spelt, mm. by way of pair of feet easy as well. I think a lot of the Love Island lot um, got caught out as well. Really? Yeah, yeah. Just well, mad. Influences. Right now? Then, it can, then up to now. Um, I'd say... The people that I hung around with, um, there were certain individuals that really liked clothes as well. So I think growing up, um, having friends that were into fashion as well helped. Um, I've got one really close friend from school that I'm still close with um, that I meet up probably once every six months because he lives in London now. And every time we just hit the shops, even though he's... Uh, he lives in London. He'll he'll just always hit the shops with me. We'll always find like odd little bits here and there where um, we'll we'll pick something new up. So I think sort of having being in the right circles that allow you to buy things that you want to you buy. Want yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, like you can go shopping with like a bunch of friends that you don't actually care about, and they all they buy is a certain type of fashion. And just to impress each other. Exactly. And they think, oh, that, that's cool. Whereas in the back of your head, you're thinking, what? I, I would never wear that. Would you say that's been the... Is that, would you say you probably enjoyed your, your university life mm. more than you did your secondary school life? Um, in terms of personal freedom, 100% at university, um, I allowed myself to express myself the way that I wanted to. Maybe at school, you're in a, a structure of friends that you may have like two or three alpha males and you're not sort of within the group as much. And when you're at university, uh, the friends that I became friends with, everyone was just free and open-minded and it just allowed me to be me. Uh, but I think anyone at school, um, they, they had fun back then you didn't have to think about this that yeah there's no um, responsibilities there's no responsibilities exactly and I think that's one of the f- you're free in that sense but you're maybe constrained to a specific specific type of person that that is set in the ways of thinking so in every stage has been a different struggle yeah <laughs> yeah of course of course but I definitely recommend university uh, sort of for someone developing themselves 100% yeah um so also whilst we're here the one question i've always wanted to know how was jay-z and kanye live ah <laughs> that's one thing i've so, always so this is off the record like hoping that no one hears this that um that's friends with me or even the missus um that still is probably one of the best nights that i've ever had <laughs> like I'm, two days because Kanye is one of my biggest influences, um, especially in fashion growing up. He was like the main guy. If he was wearing this, I'd buy that. If he was wearing this, 
I try and buy that. Why, why is that? What, what do you think it is I, about him? It, he he sort of... It, he was the epitome of someone just going for it and just thinking, you know what? If I want to wear a red suit, I'm going to wear a red suit. If I'm going to wear a face mask that covers my entire face, I'm just going to wear it. I don't, I don't care. Like, if you're going to write about me, like, write about it. Or if you're going to, like, talk about myself... Do it. Because he said, well, all publicity is good publicity. Exactly, exactly. And, like, if it makes you, if it makes you turn your head, it's good. Like, it's good. And, and it's good. It, might, it might not be everyone's taste, but that's sort of, like, his his spirit is, is all that sort of someone like myself, like, resonates to because you, you just want to be yourself at the end of the day yeah. and express your creativity. Not change yeah, yeah, anything, yeah. do your own thing. Exactly. But, yeah, that day... That, that day was wild. Yeah. I, I, I was only 15, I think, 15 or 16 at the time. How did you get tickets? Um, we, we just, I think we just bought them online back then because Sheffield wasn't one of the biggest venues. Um, he added that later to his tour. Right. Um, we just all, we just all signed up and bought them. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was good. Um, who would you like to collaborate with when, uh, so, so I do collaborations now um, with certain creatives now within okay. um, the industry there's there's one guy that I, I have to thank for another pop-up so we did last year we did a pop-up in Manchester and Leeds uh, okay. the Leeds one uh, I've got to thank this guy called um, Nat who does his own clothes as well called Nuance okay. um, really cool stuff he makes um artistic designs he gets artwork from other artists to print out onto his t-shirts and actually um he does some of the designs himself i believe and uh, we always try and meet up to discuss ideas on how to improve parts of the brand because we're, we're guys that we're, we're open-minded and we just get along and talk through things uh, that might help ourselves in our own brand i think that's the best way there's something that I don't know that you can teach me, then that's the best way to learn. And being open about it. Yeah, yeah, well. of course, of course. Definitely. And being humble. Like I, I know for a fact I'm nowhere near where I want to be. So if I can get others that are on a level or maybe slightly ahead of me to help me get to where I need to be, you help them in that's return. it. That's it. Uh, if you could go and uh, work for and be under... Mm. Um, for a year or so yeah living or dead who would it be or who would your top two or three be two or three people yeah so either in in terms of your fashion who could help mm. you develop most or mm. who do you think you just want to spend a year with and just get to know why just pick his brains out yeah it's not even fashion related um it's david goggins Right. Um, have you seen him? He's the um, he's a is it Navy SEAL guy. Navy SEAL guy. That's yeah. right. Um, if I could spend seven days with him, I guarantee that I will come out a different man. I'll be re-energized. I'll probably quit my nine to five job that I'm doing now. <laughs> I'll you come, think so? Yeah, I'd I'd come away and just run every day and get up at four o'clock. That that guy's a machine. Like he's he's unlocked a part of his brain that I think not many people do. Like, how many people can come away and say that they've run so many mar- ultra marathons and what whatever he's done? It's it's crazy. Gosh. 
And another guy as well that I've been listening to, Sean Atwood. Okay, who is he? I um, so he's he was a he was a, he he was a broker in in the US, but he he's from Manchester. Okay. Um, he got he he got really rich from the stock stock market doing trades, and and then got into sort of the house music scene, and started to set up events of like thirty thousand people okay. and basically through these massive parties but and then sold the drugs as well at these events to make the money and um, long story short he became like a drug lord like in in america right got locked up for i think for life and then now he, he just comes out to do these speeches about his time in prison how to come out of that and like he's just a really good speaker wow uh, yeah he's he's good and in terms of your your fashion as well, who do yeah. you want to work with in terms of developing your brand? Nigo, Nigo's right up there. Yeah, don't care what anyone else says. I, bring me Virgil, and I'll probably umanar about working with him. He's he's right at the top of the game, and I can't fault that. He's he's done amazing things with Off White, Louis Vuitton, and his own stuff as well. Um, but Nigo, that when when you look at his stuff and look at his fashion and the quality of his clothes you just you just can't can't look at anything else um to, i guarantee if you look at human made which is the stuff that he makes now you're with it for all yeah yeah um you won't go back to another t-shirt <laughs> yeah what do you think it's, it's about him that he he's always he's so innovative in that sense um i think it's the fact that he just makes whatever. He, he doesn't go with a specific aesthetic of doing this or doing, like, say, for instance, making sports jackets and having a specific design, like having black clothes, this, that, and having a theme. He just goes with, right, I want to make a military jacket, but I want to slap this on. And he just makes, like, a masterpiece. It, right. it's it's good no I definitely hear you I definitely hear you on that um, I think that's it yeah so that's been Adam Lee the creator of John for Tisha Talks second episode I'll leave all his his links in the description down below and thank you for watching thanks again Adam cheers for having us